welcome to another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. So uh, we're getting right into it this week with a story that feels kind of like a blind item, which we haven't really talked about blind items in a while. But no. I'm sure that lots of people have been guessing about this. So yes. Kate Winslet um, recently did an interview to promote uh, her movie Amma Might, which is... You either know it or you don't know it. If you know, you know, you know. And so it's the one where she plays like an old timey lesbian kind of in that like seashore. Saoirse Ronan, right? Saoirse Ronan, yes. Also Kane plays. and Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Are they like, um, they like archaeologists? Rocks. Yeah. They yeah. like gemstones and rocks. <laughs> they like pick up rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And She's then like, they like. Kate Winslet's then... really into the rocks. And then Saoirse Ronan's like, I'm getting into rocks. <laughs> and then they fuck. Yeah. They get their rocks off, if you will. <laughs> so anyways, because Kate Winslet plays um, a lesbian in that movie, she like the interview that she did with the Times UK, they were talking about LGBTQ representation in Hollywood because, you know, like obviously there's a whole other conversation about Kate Winslet playing, you know, a character that's a lesbian and she doesn't identify as that. Right. But the main conversation that they had kind of was about, um, they were conversating about straight actors playing gay roles and like how appropriate that is okay so because the conversation is about you know can straight actors play gay roles or like you know uh if we don't want straight actors playing gay roles then like where are all these gay actors who can you know like that's like a thing that i always see on like twitter is like well where's the gay actors who want to play these roles it's like okay well they're out there but according to kate winslet they are, but they aren't because, um, so the reason, like, according to Kate Winslet, the reason that there aren't any more visible actors is because Hollywood is still kind of homophobic and, you know, gay actors exist, but mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't want them to exist. So she says, I cannot tell you the number of young actors I know, some well-known, some starting out, who are terrified their sexuality will be revealed and that it will stand in the way of their being cast in straight roles. And so the example that one of the examples she gives is she says, like, I know a well-known actor who just got a new agent and the actor told them not to publicize that they were bisexual. Like they were right. just like, don't, don't talk about it basically. Uh-huh. And then that's when she said this, this is where like people are like sort of, being like, who are you talking about, Kate Winslet? So she said, I can think of at least four actors absolutely hiding their sexuality. It's painful because they fear being found out. And that's what they say. I don't want to be found out. And so the reason, you know, she says that the reason that uh, she thinks that they don't want to be found out is because some people in Hollywood don't believe that a gay actor can play a straight role, even though it's called acting and like it's totally possible. Yeah, and it's been done, you know, Neil Patrick Harris... Yes. Matt Bomer. Zachary Quinto. It can, yeah. And Heroes. Yeah. And like every single role that Jodie Foster has had, like in like a 30 year career. Yes. So yeah, it can like happen. But she thinks it, you know, she thinks that there's still a stigma with men. Like maybe she thinks that like women have an easier time going back and forth. But like with men, it's kind of like there's this stigma there and it's just, it's not going to happen and like Hollywood Hollywood will like paint them with this broad brush and they won't be able to work or anything like that. Yeah, like they're afraid they can only 
will only get cast like as a flaming queen. Yeah, I think that's kind of what she's saying. It's like you basically like if you come out, then you're going to be like fighting Nathan Lane for rules. No disrespect to Nathan Lane, by the way. I should stress I'm a big Nathan Lane fan. <laughs> and he's played but, straight. Yeah, he absolutely is. Do we not remember in the birdcage when he had to pass himself off as like a straight cis mother? No, but I think like Wait. the producers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I remember being I remember being a kid and like being shocked to learn that Nathan Lane was gay. Like that that was a shock to me. But yeah. anyways, the point is here. Um well the point here is basically that Kate Winslet apparently allegedly knows four actors who are, in her words, absolutely hiding their sexuality. Um which I mean I'm sure that a whole bunch of people like started looking at like Leonardo DiCaprio being like, is that who you're talking about? Which they shouldn't because he's made it very clear that he's into women. <laughs> yeah. He's a pussy hound. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think Kate should have even said that? No, because here's my thing. A better blind item would have been if she had like teased like that she was going to expose the homophobic people in Hollywood. Like who are these people that are keeping the closet doors locked? Yeah, because it's like, I mean, obviously Hollywood is still homophobic. The world is. That's not a breaking news. No. And obviously there's queer actors who are not out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like giving us a major duh. And also, not only is she giving us like a duh, like information that's not brand new. Mm-hmm. She's like you said, she's creating a blind item. So like, yeah. like you said, like now these people are speculating like, oh, who are these, you know, who are these gay actors? Meanwhile, these four gay actors are like, shut the fuck up, Kate. Yeah, they're like, go back to talking about Woody Allen, please. (laughs) Yeah, go back to defending Woody Allen and leave us fucking out of it. But like you said, like if she said, oh, you know. If she was like, I'll tell you who that agent was who told the client not to talk about being bisexual. Like, tell me who that person is. Yeah, like I know a producer who's Jack hates gays. And he won't cast <laughs> not his, gay not his real name. Roles. Yeah, no, it is his real. It is his real name. Yeah, he, look him up on IMDb. But yeah, that would have been different. But now it's like she made it a blind item. And also, too, it, yeah, she made it a blind item. Now people are going to start like guessing and being like, "Who is it? Who is it?" And like, meanwhile, John Travolta is like over here being like, "Please shut up." Yeah, he's like, "Shit, have I ever worked with Kate Winslet?" Yeah. <laughs> He hasn't. Good for him. But yeah. He doesn't get dragged into it. And like her saying, you know, um, you know, if more people speak about this, it will change. But she didn't really say anything. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a little straight savory. Yes, I said straight savory. It's It's like, yeah, she wants a gay cookie. She wants a gay cookie. For for speaking out about this. I didn't know there were cookies. I think all cookies are gay, to be honest. Sure. I mean, I'm just asking you, where do I get these gay cookies? Because I'm interested. Oh, they're all gay. Just go to the grocery store. Go to the okay. cookie section. Okay. Every even single chocolate one chip? Yeah, even chocolate chip. Chocolate chip seems pretty straight to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, it's also, too, it's one of those things where it's, like, her ass isn't on the line. Right? Like, it's like, I've been in workplaces before where, like, someone has been like, someone needs to speak up about this. And it's like, okay, well, don't, because, like, I'm going to be the one who gets in trouble, not you. 
yeah, everyone's going to be looking at me. And like you said, she should have turned it like in more about like the producers and agents who yeah. are keeping these actors in the closet or telling these actors, don't come out or your career is done. Yeah. Tell me exactly which agencies are we talking about WGA? Are we talking about uh, William Morris? Those are the only two I know. Yeah. <laughs> Barbazon. 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 They do have an agency. I, I think I got rejected from that agency as a child model. And I was even a student. <laughs> you would think you would think that you would have some kind of yeah. legacy within the school. So yeah, but no, yeah. That's hateful. <laughs> okay, so I'll be honest, this mm-hmm. next story really isn't our thing, but I wanted to do it so I can have an excuse to tell my edible story, which is really a three-part saga. Any excuse, we'll, we'll take it, we'll enjoy it. Yeah, I saw this last week and I was like, uh, I'm going to ask Allison if I can do this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, this is about Greg Kelly. Let's tell this story first and then I'll tell my uh, weed story. So Greg mm-hmm. Kelly, I guess he's like a reporter or whatever. I don't know. He was on Fox News and then he moved to Newsmax, which is a Fox Newsier version of Fox News, if you can believe that. So, Michael, when you said reporter or whatever, you accent on the whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, don't, I don't know what he is, but yeah, he's a whatever. <laughs> so he's been accused of rape. He's a huge Trump supporter. So he's a mess. So and if and if you need more proof that he's a mess, he tweeted this once. I just went to McDonald's. First of all, he put an A M A C, like he put an A in McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's, and there was no McFish on the menu. When the hell did that happen? Is it permanently banned? Or is it just my local McDonald's? I demanded to see the manager, but they accused me of being a male Karen. So I walked out. See, that's why I called Greg Kelly a whatever, because any real journalist would know it's not a McFish, it's a filet fish Yeah. Uh, we will also accept fish filet. Will we? I will. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll accept that. <laughs> I have low standards, I'll take it. <laughs> so so yeah, that he's basically like a walking parody. Like I don't know if he's joking or not. Mm, I don't think so. The the fish fillet gets people real riled up when riled it's on the menu. Yeah, I think he's I think he's telling the truth there. Okay, so that brings us to last week. So recreational marijuana was legalized in the state of New York. Greg Kelly went all reefer madness on Twitter about it, and he wrote, Smoking weed, a.k.a. grass, is not a good idea. I've tried it back in the day, and it was worse than anything that happened to Hunter Biden. I toked up with some buddies in Kentucky and woke up four days later in Nairobi, Kenya, with no idea what happened. Don't do drugs. (laughs) what this he has his entire existence has to be satire i know i'm like sir explain what happened how did you get to kenya yeah what do you think happened is he lying (laughs) i 
I mean, that honestly sounds like the biggest lie that you would tell if, like, your spouse was like, where have you been for four days? Be like, oh, uh, I got... And you're, like, looking around the house, you're like, look out at the yard, you're like, I smoked grass, and then... I took, see your neighbor Ken walk by, yeah. but I t- got uh, taken on a trip to Kenya. Like, it's it's like such a yes. lie. But also, what kind of weed do they have in Kentucky? If this is true. Or if it was weed at all. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like weed. I don't know weed that makes you black out for four days. No. And, the, well, whatever weed it is, like, please give it to me because I've always wanted to go to Africa and I can't afford it. So all I have to do is just smoke this weed and boom, I'm in Nairobi. Free trip to Kenya. Yeah, four days later, free trip. So, yeah. So, the only other thing that I have to ask about Greg Kelly's trip to Kenya is, how did he not wake up on that long flight? Because Kenya is not close. No. It's not like going to Florida. Kenya's Kenya's in Africa, which is a completely different continent. Yeah, you may or may not have to... Well, he was probably in New York. No, he was in Kentucky. And from Kentucky, you definitely have to switch planes. No question. There's no direct from (laughs) Kentucky to Kenya. Unless there might be... I mean, we might have to do a little bit more research. Nairobi might be the twin city of Kentucky. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. (laughs) Or wait, Louisville. Louisville is the city. (laughs) Just the whole state. Nairobi's really into Kentucky for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. How did... Well... How did he get on the plane? Like, if he was so fucked up, mm-hmm. how did he get past security, past all that, show his uh, passport? Like, there's a lot of questions. He's, and the only answer is he's lying. <laughs> That's really the only answer. Okay, so, Michael. Oh, tell, my tell story? Tell us your story about Adam. Tell us your story. Okay, it's a long one. It's a saga, so take an edible now. By the time I'm probably 45 minutes in is probably when the edible will kick in. And we'll be like halfway in, right? Yeah. So this was right after I moved back to Los Angeles from New York. It was like Mm -hmm. 2012. Mm -hmm. And recreational weed was not legal yet in California. So medical was. So I went to some doctor on Sunset Boulevard, as you do, Mm -hmm. answered a few questions, got my weed card, went to the weed shop, bought some weed. Since I was like a new customer, they gave me all these freebies, right? Mm-hmm. One of the freebies was a brownie. Okay. And I have had edibles before that and had no problem. So I wasn't concerned. So at the time, like my man and I were living at this apartment that we had just moved into in right. LA. So it was a Saturday night and we decided to try the brownie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I've had edibles before, so I had half of it. I did not check the dose. I did not see how many milligrams it was. I just had half of it. And my man is a lightweight, so he just took a crumb. Literally, it was a crumb. Okay. So about an hour later, maybe a little longer, it hit me. And it hit me hard. Like, I didn't know the ceiling from the floor. (laughs) I did not know the walls from the air. Like I was fucked up. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna just go to sleep. I'm just gonna try to sleep this off. So I go into the bedroom and I try to sleep. I can't. A little while later, uh, my man comes in and asks if I'm okay. And I was not okay. Like I thought I was dying. I thought, 
my next heartbeat was my last heartbeat. Oh, I really no. thought I was dying. I thought that they had put something in there and I was dying. So I was like, no, I'm not okay. You have to call 911. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yes, I'm fucking dying. This is serious. <laughs> call 911. So he's like, okay. So he calls 911 and they must have laughed at him or not or not taken him seriously because they did not send an ambulance. Oh no. So then I'm like, call them back. Like <laughs> call get that, yeah, get the uh, dispatch on the line. I'm like, I'm dying here. So he's like, okay. So he calls them back. An ambulance finally shows up. Oh, no. I go outside, my man and I go outside. The paramedics, two of them, they walk up to us and they immediately like put masks on our faces. Like okay. immediately. And I'm like, uh, is this, am I experiencing homophobia right now? Like I, d- I didn't under, I thought it was because we're gay. <laughs> right. Well, and they, like, mean, why else they would didn't. it be? <laughs> like, I don't know why you'd put a mask on someone. <laughs> so then one of the paramedics is like, do you live in, you know, that apartment? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah. And he says to me, do you have tuberculosis? Oh, and I'm like, okay. do I? Because I'm high. <laughs> so I'm like, wait. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, our records show that somebody in that apartment has tuberculosis. And I'm like, well, we just moved there. Is probably the person before. I need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we got over the tuberculosis thing. So they put me in the ambulance. And I, ex- I tell the truth, of course. I tell them why I want to go to the hospital. Yeah. And they... Like, they start laughing in my face, basically. And they're, like, making fun of me. They're calling me a lightweight, (laughs) you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Just please take me to the hospital. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, asking me over and over again if I really want to go to the hospital. And I keep saying yes. And then they're, like, lecturing me about doing marijuana. And they're like, why did you get a medical card anyway? And I was like, well... I suffer from anxiety and they're like, and you really thought weed was going to cure that. So they're, they're dragging me, they're roasting me mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there like, let's go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we finally get to the hospital and this is where things like, I remember everything before that. This is where things get kind of fuzzy, uh-huh. but I, I was able to piece together a story from, you know, talking to my man and the doctors. Right. So, I get to the hospital and they put me like in this room in the ER and it has like a window um, on the door so I can look out into the ER. Mm-hmm. And I think this, that's when it really peaked the edible. Oh no, it got worse in the hospital. I started dancing <laughs> and then I started taking off my clothes. Thank God I like, I didn't take off my panties. Oh my God. Like I kept off my chonies and uh-huh. then I open the door and I go into the ER and I start dancing around the whole ER. I start twirling, leaping all over the ER and the nurses are chasing me and I'm like leaping, running and like laughing. And I remember they were laughing too because it's oh ridiculous. God. Was there music playing in your head? Like, were you dancing to your own soundtrack? I do not remember. That I don't remember. I don't remember why I was dancing, but I was dancing. And then I'm, like, jumping on machines. <laughs> I'm, like, getting on a, getting you know, on equipment. Like, it was so you think you can dance in the ER. And finally, they get a hold of me. They strap me in a bed, and they sedate me. 
Oh my God. So I wake up and my man is sitting next to me and he's like, yeah, they, you were dancing around in your chonies and they had to sedate you. And they, they thought like there was like LSD in the brownie or something. So they checked my blood and it was yeah. only marijuana. It was only, I, my guess is that there was LSD or something in it. Oh my god! Yeah, no. and like my man, he just had a crumb. He was in the waiting room, and at one point, he was feeling really high too. And he goes up to the ER receptionist, like, um, "I think I need to check myself in too." And she's <laughs> like, "No, go sit down." <laughs> she's like, "You're very low on the triage list right yeah. now." <laughs> so I didn't end up in Nairobi, but I ended up with like a two thousand dollar hospital bill. You didn't end up in Nairobi. You ended up in like Xanadu. You're like roller skating around in that ER. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But the first thing I did when I got home that morning uh-huh. is I checked Twitter because I was like, oh, my God. Like somebody could have been sitting in that ER and see this half naked, messy gay leaping around oh my and God, like yeah. recorded it and tweeted it. So I was like typing in like half naked gay in underwear ER. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting like porn back. Gay <laughs> in underwear in ER. So yeah, check the dose. <laughs> oh my god, how long were you in the ER for? All night. Like I, I probably Thanks. got there like at nine o'clock and didn't leave until five in the morning, probably. Oh my god, that sucks. Also, did you go back to like the dispensary and be like, uh, "Can you put a warning on these?" Because <laughs> no, it's my fault because I'm sure there was a like a dose you know on the instructions like only take one tenth of it or whatever so it's my fault because i didn't even look at the doses but even it's like current day me would laugh at 2012 me because i could probably eat that whole like my tolerance is so high now that i could probably (laughs) eat that old whole brownie and be like you know is it in yet it would just taste like betty crocker you'd be like "Yum." Oh, yeah, this is a nice, wholesome, weed-free treat. (laughs) Maybe, perhaps I'll have an edible after this one. Allison and I are now going to quickly talk about five stories, starting with Chris Hemsworth. So, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. As we know, he's like a real-life He-Man action figure. He's got muscles everywhere. He's got a six-pack on his nipples. He's got muscles on his fingernails, muscles everywhere. So he's all muscle because he plays buff characters. So he did an interview with The Telegraph and said that if he got skinnier or fat, he'd be considered a serious actor. So he said, bodybuilding is seen as, as vanity, whereas if I put on a bunch of unhealthy weight or got unhealthily skinny for a role, I'd probably be called a serious actor. The training across 10 years of doing it is a full-time job. That and then a 12-hour shooting day, it's a real grind. It's incredibly rewarding too. You have to look at it like a professional athlete. So it's the plight of the hot, buff, rich movie star. It's true. It's like, Chris Hemsworth, if you just want to reboot the Freaky Friday franchise with yourself and Steve Buscemi, just say so. Because the joke there is that Steve Buscemi is not conventionally attractive. Oh. I was... <laughs> One might even say he's on the skinny side. He's hot. 
Steve Buscemi is very hot. Yeah, but, he's very hot. But I mean, objectively, there are people who might think that Thor is hotter. Well, this is this was Christian Bale shade, right? Oh yeah, Christian Bale gets he got big you know, for American gains Hustle. Weight. Yep. Yeah, and then he gets all skinny. So this, but we know Christian Bale can play Thor, but can Chris Hemsworth play Dick Cheney? Probably, actually. I'd, I'd like to see that. <laughs> Buff teaching. <laughs> Extremely ripped. So a study from a cosmetic surgery place called Longevita, so you know this study is very legit, um, claims that Prince William is considered the sexiest bald man on Earth. Yes, that Prince William. So the way they conducted this study is that they looked at Google searches to see which bald celebrity has been called sexy, hot, or attractive the most. They claim that Prince William has been described as sexy or hot around 17 million times. Mike Tyson, yes, that Mike Tyson, was second, and Jason Statham was third. Stanley Tucci and Mr. Clean, two very sexy bald men, did not make the list. Recount. Yeah, that's how you know that this is a very, uh, they, yeah, they need to have more professional standards and ethics when they're conducting these polls. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. once we heard that Prince William was considered the sexiest bald man, um, I heard that Rogaine announced that they were shutting down forever and wouldn't be selling any more product because it was clear that there were no more bald men left in the world. So farewell, Rogaine. (laughs) So this is blatant PR from Prince William. It's pathetic because what his PR team should have done is leak a story claiming that he's been declared the sexiest bald man who definitely isn't a racist and definitely wouldn't ask Meghan Markle how dark her unborn baby is going to be. Like, if you're going to do it, do it right, P. Willie. So buckle up, buckaroos, because the site Axios claims that Caitlyn Jenner, remember her, is thinking of running for governor of California. Uh, I wish she'd think about running off the planet, but... This is what we're dealing with for now. So some people in California are not happy with our current governor, Governor Newsom, and they've signed a petition to recall him. And so he could face a recall election later this year. If that happens, Caitlin may run against him as a Republican. See, things could be worse, said Earthquakes. Definitely. I take an earthquake over Governor Caitlin any day. <laughs> and you you have a sofa, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be sleeping on it if Caitlin wins. So get it ready. And stock your pantry with some mac and cheese and weed. Well, I've already got the mac and cheese covered. Perfect. (laughs) Food and Wine magazine reports that there's dozen upon dozens of eBay listings selling hot sauce packets from Taco Bell. One packet is listed at $25,000. It's still on there, so it can be yours. Others go anywhere from $0.99 cents to $50 to 13000 Now, the auctions claim that these hot sauce packets are very rare because they have misprints or missing a word or phrase on them. That's not true, by the way. That's not That, that doesn't make them very rare. <laughs> uh, these people are definitely trolling, but recently 100 packets of Diablo sauce from Taco Bell did sell for a whopping fourteen ninety five on eBay. So your dreams of becoming a hot sauce eBay mogul can come true. Yes, they can come true. And with that being said, I know what I'll be doing this week, which is that I will be insuring my couch for $200,000 because I'm sure I've got at least 
a dozen or so old packets stuck under the cushions. Yeah. And you should also for $200,000, because if I, if Caitlyn Jenner ends up winning mm-hmm. and I'll end up on, I'm going to fuck that couch up. Yeah. And I don't want you to ruin yeah. all my hot yeah. sauces. Oh yeah. All your hot sauce. <laughs> and see, this is, I mean, if I'm going to pay thousands of dollars to put something inside of me, that's going to make my butthole burn. It's oh not going to be a packet of hot sauce. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and finally, here's a story that we should have devoted this entire episode to because it's very important. Uh, Twitch is a popular streaming site. And recently, a very popular stritch, st- Twitch streamer, st- <laughs> I almost said Switch streamer, a Twitch streamer named It's Pinky, she uh, showed us that she can queef on command. So... And during a live stream, she pussy farted into a mic. And because of that, she got a three-day ban for it. So she tweeted that we need to normalize front butt fatulence and also said that another Twitch user, who is a man, farts into a mic, so he needs to be banned as well. And let me play you this queef. Let me, we're going to have some real talent on this podcast finally. Okay, here. Did you guys hear it going into my vagina? Now let me push the air out. <laughs> that oh my god. <laughs> that is talent. Let a queen queef. Oh my god. Meanwhile, Twitch is over here like raising their monocle and putting on their top hat being like, please madam, we have standards. Weird smelly dudes play video games on here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen only. Refined ladies and gentlemen only. And like Gwyneth Paltrow is like, she's obsessed with vaginas, right? Mm-hmm. So she's going to do a Twitch stream and she's going to queef out a Beethoven symphony into the mic because her coochie farts are definitely fancier than its pinkies. We're now going to reach into our mailbag and answer a few questions from listeners. So the first two come from Joey. So Joey first asks, I've been reading the the site for years, but I'm curious what makes a hot slut of the day. I'm also wondering about the nomination process. Is there a hot slut hall of fame? I think like we do hot slut of the year. That's the hot slut hall of fame. So it's like Phoebe Price is in it, Bai Ling, Spaghetti Cat. I mean, it's truly more elite than the Nobel Peace Prize, honestly. Yeah, and I think that there would maybe be, like, the odd um, non-hot slut of the year that would be in, like, the Hall of Fame. Like, perhaps Viennetta Ice Cream would be in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, as to what makes a hot slut, this question kind of stumped me. (laughs) Because it's anything. It it started out kind of just, I don't know, like, it kind of, I've told this story, but it's just, I had a friend, uh, he used to write on the site, Lahoma, and he went one day just wrote me and was like, make, um, oh, oh God, Dorian Lord. So Dorian Lord is like the hot villainess from One Life to Lit. Mm-hmm. He's like, make her hot slut of the day. And I'm like, okay. So I just put hot slut of the day and I put a picture of her and that was the post. So that's kind of how it was born. And then it started and then it started out like just with kind of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So it's just things from like my childhood from the 80s. And then it got into anything. So hot slut is honestly anything. It's like something from, you know, people's childhoods. It could be, you know, a Twitch streamer 
queefing into a mic. She honestly mm-hmm. should have been hot slut. I dropped the ball on that. She hasn't been. But, you know, it could be a dog who is just cute. Mm-hmm. So it's anything. I know what 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 a non-hot slut is. Like, that's, you know, someone who's racist, someone yeah. who is A-list, someone who is too famous. Like, Madonna or Beyonce can never be a hot slut. It has to be someone less famous. I think so, because I think that someone like Beyonce and Madonna, they get accolades every day of their life. And I think that for me personally, the hot slut is paying tribute to somebody who has perhaps been overlooked or does not have nearly as much praise heaped on them as they should. Yeah, they have to be not as well known. Mm -hmm. So that, but it's anything really. It's anything really. So the next question from Joey, do you guys listen to other podcasts? I'm going to give this question to you because I bear, I listen to three podcasts. I listen to this I listened to Perfect Strangers, which I mentioned before, and uh, D-listed writer Emily. She has a Real Housewives podcast called Trash Box. I listened to that. So I listened to three. I know you listen to more. I do. So I also listen to Emily's podcast. And uh, you know what also, too? I'm like, I'm like a fan of my friends. So like whenever somebody's on a podcast, like when uh, Mika, who uh, writes for Delisted, she was on the podcast for the girls. So I like listened to that episode of that podcast. And like, um, you know, Jay Harvey has a podcast. Um, and so I listen to ones like that, like just purely out of um, like interest in like what people I know are doing. But the ones like that I listen to, that I have like my regulars, I feel like I get really uh, into certain podcasts for like two years. And that's like all I'll listen to. And then all of a sudden, they kind of leave my rotation and I'll start on something new. But currently, that's a whole long way of just saying, here's what I'm currently listening to. <laughs> um, I Every week I listen to Why Won't You Date Me, Nicole Byers podcast about okay, dating, yeah. Yeah. which is so good. It's it's uh excellent podcast it's a treat and a delight um i always always listen to uh, a podcast called doughboys which mm-hmm. is hosted by um these two comedians. the pillsbury doughboy i wish i mean i don't i don't think his corporation will allow him to speak out uh in yeah, podcast they, form. Yeah. he's too tightly controlled no this is uh by two comedians named nick and mitch and they talk about uh chain restaurants which i'm very into uh so that's right up my alley and also i'm uh, I'm working my way through the Talkin' Sopranos podcast, which is actually hosted by, uh, you know, uh, Michael Imperioli and uh, the actor who played Bobby uh, Bacalieri on The Sopranos, uh, because I'm a very big Sopranos fan. <laughs> and that's like a thing now, like people that yeah. were in shows are like doing yeah. podcast. like um, Rachel Bilson is doing an OC podcast. Yes, I saw that. And like the, uh, for a while I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast, which was like uh, Pam and Angela from The Office. Yeah, I mean, it's like- Yeah, when is, um, who's the one? Carrie Ann Moss gonna do a Models Inc. podcast is she's what I pro- She's know. working on, she's probably working on it right now. She's banking a bunch of I episodes so. so she could dump yeah. them all at once for sure. Yes. Okay, and this question comes from Kristen. The question I would like to ask is, have either one of you ever considered writing a book? We can't even read books. Yeah, book. What's a book? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I could see a memoir or a book of essays on pop culture celebrities. I mean, Allison, I know you're writing the um, unauthorized Dean McDermott biography, but beyond that. 
Are are you interested in writing a book or have you written a book? I'm telling you, I'll be, that book will be my life work. I'll publish yes. it at 90. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I have never thought to write a book because I do not think that I'm interesting enough or have interesting oh. thoughts. No, you can definitely write a book and you definitely should write a book. Have you ever started to write a book? No, never. I don't even know what I would. Actually, that's not true. I thought, okay. After my mom died, I thought, you know what I could do is I could write a, because I also have another friend whose um, mom died and I, they're also very funny. And I was like, wouldn't it be like, it would be a good idea. Like if we wrote a book about um, like what to, what to do after your parents die. And I was like, that's kind of a good idea. And then I realized that there's a book called the dead moms club by uh, comedian Kate Spencer. So the book already exists. So you'll do a like, different, you'll put a new spin on it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Be nastier. <laughs> but what about you? Cause I would, I would love to read a book that you wrote. No, I've, I've never, I've started books mm-hmm. like writing books, but then, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never finished a book. That's a goal, but it's like you said, like, Check for my book in 45 years because that's probably when I'll finish writing one. You will have lived such a long life by that time that it was such yeah. a full book. Well, I don't know if I would want to do a memoir because my life is boring. And I don't no, know if I would really Michael, want to write about celebrities. So, so you say your life is boring, but you just told a very good story about uh, getting so high you had to go to the emergency room and they had to sedate you. That's one story. That, that'll that be the whole book. <laughs> I'll just... <laughs> It'll what? just be like a my my dance my dance by Michael in the ER ER yeah, dance my stoned dance in the ER but yeah so look out for our books in what year is it 2060 at Barnes and Noble Cinema. if it yeah. still exists no it won't exist anymore but yeah look for our books then <laughs> so that ends this episode if you have any questions for us, for our mailbag, email us at dtp at delisted.com. If you haven't rated and reviewed us yet, please do. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>